Welcome to the Heart Rate Variability Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the exciting science behind HRV and how you can apply it to your own health and the work that you do. Just a note, this podcast does not replace medical advice, and if you're going to apply this to your own life or others, please consult with a medical provider. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Heart Rate Variability Podcast. Uh, this is Jeff Summers here, joined by my partner in crime, Matt Bennett. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Matt. Today, we're going to focus on sleep, um, a topic near and dear to my heart, Matt. But before we jump in, how are things? How's, uh, how's Sarah doing back in school? Hey, it's, uh, the, you know, first graders in a room and she hasn't brought back COVID yet. So, uh, <laughs> good deal. Seems like good. I, I heard something news. It doesn't seem like schools are the super spreaders we might be worried about, which is good. So, uh, just still kind of holding our breath, but, uh, yeah, she comes home and, you know, jumps straight in the shower. So, uh, <laughs> so no COVID yet being brought home. Uh, as, as our listeners might know, I may have had it. I don't know if that makes me immune. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah she's I mean, back was, and it's now, now you're eight kids. months later. Yeah, exactly. The kids are, uh, I think, really loving it. So, uh, yeah, the whole, uh, it was just like the first few grades in elementary. So, uh, Next week, the whole school's back in, so that will uh, that would that will add that would double the amount of snotty uh, kids uh, trying to wear masks. So we'll, more, we'll more than double, right? It's it's uh, it's kindergarten, first and second grade, and now you're going to get all the way through sixth. Yeah, fifth. Yeah, so fifth. that's right, fifth. Yeah, so okay. it, it'll 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 inject a, quite a few more uh, germ bugs into that school. So I'm just <laughs> well, waiting for her to bring home the normal germs she brings. So maybe the mask will uh, help that. So yeah, well, we'll see what Denver does after the uh, press conference yesterday. Sounds yeah. like we're getting close to another lockdown. So we'll see I what know. Boulder does as well. Wear your masks. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly right. Please. Yeah. <laughs> so, so sleep, uh, like I said, a, a topic near and dear to my heart with yes. uh, a toddler <laughs> and a newborn at home. It's a, it's a commodity that is in high demand at the Summers household. Um, but let, you know, let's talk Pearson's law first. Yes. Because I think it's a, it's a great way to start this conversation. Um, I think everybody can understand and relate to sleep deprivation and need knowing they need to to be better about how they take care of their bodies at night. Um, but you know, Pearson's law, that which is measured improves. Yes. Um, which I think is really interesting. And, and frankly, before we started this whole journey a year ago, more than a year ago now, um, I probably would have said, yep, that makes sense. But not to the extent to which I understand it now yeah. that I'm measuring things. <laughs> yes. So, so let's talk a little bit about that law. I mean, you, you're obviously very familiar with it. So maybe you can sort of define it and get into a little more detail for the listeners. Yeah. And it's something in my work in the nonprofit healthcare arena um, around quality that uh, sort of a phenomenon that we see is that, you know, where you put uh, the lens, so to speak, the microscope and say, how are we doing in this area? there's a natural thing of focus goes into that area. So something with HRV that uh, 
really appealed to me. And it's sort of almost a, a side product of it, but it's so powerful. I think that it's such a big benefit is taking three minutes at least a day. You know, if you think about just taking a morning reading and as an individual, basically you're focused on your wellness, right? You're taking three minutes. I wake up and I get feedback you know, and this will lead us into our topic today is how restorative was my sleep? Um, how, what kind of energy do I have to give to my day? So one of the powerful things about HRV, and again, it's kind of this side effect of it, but is that, hey, I start my day every day of the week measuring my wellness. Um, so, so I have some tangible data about how am I doing? And I can look at, you know, what's what's improving my HRV score? What's, what is decreasing my HRV score? And, you know, so, you know, that's a big part of it. And, and then the second part of the law, that which is major and reported improves exponentially is the other key piece of this too. When you think about this for organizations, groups, um, we've talked a lot about patient caseloads, client caseloads, uh, those sort of things as well is that if we're we're sharing our HRV with somebody uh, again that there's right, the there's a recognition aspects. that if I'm you know sharing my HRV with you Jeff every day you know we have a meeting I got some accountability right if if we got a big presentation to give there there's accountability that uh, you know hey hey we're we've got this wellness uh, solution out there. Uh, better be living it as much as we can uh, our, ourselves as Gotta walk well. the walk, right? Yeah, <laughs> so if you, if you got some folks, uh, you know, uh, looking at your score, uh, we would expect an even greater jump than that. And this has been proven out. Uh, they call it a law for a reason. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, the work in quality, uh, whether it's total quality management, Six Sigma, you know, you focus on something, it's, it's going, there's going to be a natural improvement of it. And we, when you're talking about your own wellness, hey, what a great thing. You know, you could get uh, the, the, the small price we ask people to pay for our app. You're getting probably a lot of just benefits of that through, you know, a three-minute focus on wellness to the start of your day. Well, and think about how many people that are listening to this in their professional lives are incredibly focused on metrics. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I know for, for me, like before we got into this again, I wasn't doing any of that and applying any of that to my personal life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was focused very, very intently on specific things, you know, KPIs, right. Key yeah. performance indicators um, with my job, with the people that, that, that work for me and, and all of the things to ensure that we had a robust pipeline, we were selling software, we were meeting our numbers, we were reporting back to the board that we were growing and, you know, all of those things. But that's your professional life. Right. And so few people are, are applying the same sort of rigor to their own wellness. Yeah. But think about the repercussions of that, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Well, and, and again, we, we've, we've talked a little bit about this. I know we'll explore it in future episodes is, you know, the wellness pro 
probably is the foundation to predict a lot of that other stuff. Now, you know, before HRV is, well, how, how does my sleep, how does my physical health, my psychological health improve your ability to, to close sales? You know, uh, you know, it's well documented that in the, the mental health arena as a therapist, my, my ability to socially engage my mental health is going to impact incomes, but, but we're seeing this, right? If you don't, get adequate sleep, if you're not eating a healthy diet, if you're not doing those, uh, doing some movement, uh, your performance is going to drop. But, you know, one of the things we'll, we'll talk about with this is a lot of times we're the last ones to realize that, that our wellness is suffering. Uh, you know, yeah. it's kind of like we, we are in this head, we see out of it. And, you know, we may not realize that the engine that's uh, helping to support our, our performance is, is suffering. Uh, we don't get that light that pops up. Uh, mm, light, we don't light have a check engine light, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, if you see your sales drop or, you know, your client satisfaction drop, uh, big P, you know, uh, obviously you can get that feedback, but, you know, oftentimes, again, these indicators. It's too late. Those too are late. symptoms. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Those are symptoms. So. so how much sleep do we need? Because this <laughs> is something that, um, you know, there's been tons of research on. I know you're up to date with all of it uh, yeah. because this is something that, that you're really focused on. You know, historically, six hours was enough, you know, and, and, and obviously everybody's different. And, and having two little kids in the house, I've realized that sleep needs vary dramatically sometimes yeah. between people. Uh, but but you know, what, what's enough? So great, great question. So for the vast majority of us, there is some genetic variation here, which I'll talk to in a second, but eight hours. That, that, that to me is becoming the more used to kind of say seven to eight. I, I've seen in the literature a little bit more towards dropping the seven uh, from that. Now, the, 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 the question gets in, so let me throw the genetic variation out there. There, there are, is a small segment of the population that might only need six hours of sleep. Um, I always say, if you wake up refreshed, great job. Um, because yeah. Mission accomplished. Yeah, because even if I get fair and I really focus on my sleep, I can't really tell you the last time I woke up incredibly refreshed, like, just like, man, I could not sleep another minute. Like, you know, so, you know, I think for most of us, and I know I'm not alone with us, um, you should assume eight hours of sleep um, unless your, you know, your body and your HRV is, is telling you uh, differently. And, and that's the other thing as well, you know, after, uh, you know, and I've been on as part of this HRV journey, I've been on some fairly sophisticated sleep uh, monitors. And what I was surprised with is, you know, how many times this monitor said, you need more than eight hours of sleep, right? Whether it was a, I saw this a lot when I did full, full day trainings. Um, just, I love doing it, but I'm exhausted afterwards. And I, you know, often I'll get nine and a half hours, which means I need to be in bed for 10 hours. And I'm like, whoa, like, you know, seriously, like, <laughs> How do I find the time? time to like go to bed, you know, and, uh, you know, you tell my dog that not to wake me up for her walk at 6am every day, you know, uh, you just need to be like Sarah and go to bed at eight. Yeah, exactly. Good. You know, so, so, you know, there is that, you know, to me, what that taught me is, 
you know, as my HRB score gets lower, actually eight hours might not be as much. And just to, to put this out too is time in bed does not equal sleep either. And we, you know, yep. we'll talk about some things that can improve quality of sleep because if you're waking up five, six times during the night, whether it's just to go to the bathroom or you're not comfortable or you got a kid at home, uh, you know, boom, right? Then it's just going to take a little bit to fall back asleep. It's disrupting your REM sleep, which is crucial. Uh, that's the restorative sleep, uh, both uh, mentally and physically. Uh, yeah, that's where we create new growth hormones for our body to recover. Uh, you know, so a lot of things are really tied into this. And, you know, think about the HRV, how to measure it. Um, you know, with our app, you could take a, uh, like basically before you go to bed reading and a morning reading and really see that restorative nature um, of sleep and get some, uh, start to measure sleep quality as well. Yep. Yeah, and it's huge. I mean, you know, someone who's suffered from sleep depravity over the last yeah. certainly year, um, but as anybody with a toddler knows, it's it's you know more than you know three year old and a one year old, um, more than just the last year. It, it's incredible to see the HRV scores that um, I get after yeah. a relatively good night of sleep or two versus a relatively bad night of sleep or two. I mean, it's literally half. You know, I'll I mean, go from 20 or 25 to 70. You know, there's and, a reason why armies use sleep deprivation as a form. I won't say torture because I'd probably legally, but basically uh, if they want to get you worn down enough to give up information you don't want to give up, they basically uh, recreate your sleep pattern from what it sounds like. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and people die from lack of sleep. You know, there, there's a real threat. You know, you look at some of these endurance, like somebody was doing a hot air balloon across, I think it was the North Pole for some reason, I can't understand. Like, so sleep and almost died uh, because they had to stay awake or they you know, the balloon could crash. crash right. Some reason you thought a hot air balloon over the pole was necessary for your life. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, this is something in our society, you know, I, I've watched this, Jeff, you know, you know, I, I don't know if we ever thought sleep was that important, but it's something we just devalued for so long. Um, even watching some of the, I mean, some of these business gurus, it's like, oh, only sleep four hours a night, you know? And I'm like, uh, we're supposed to like worship you because of that it's like yeah. no you're gonna you're gonna die earlier than you need to you're not you're probably horrible to work with like you know it's this this giving up sleep to do other things has been something we're supposed to praise someone for right the, they're, the they're stronger they're better because well this yeah. this translates into the medical profession i know we've got a lot of clinicians yeah. and yeah. doctors and nurses that are, are listening um what kind of quality of care can we provide if we are sleep deprived? And, and the, the medical profession's waking up to this, but I, I, they need to just like get a whole bunch of cold water splashed on them is, especially how we train medical students to work these incredible shifts, uh, measuring error rates as sleep deprivation happens uh, puts people's lives at risk. Uh, yep. This like machismo or whatever the hell it is that, hey, if you don't go through this boot camp, 
you can't call yourself a physician. Well, one, physicians are the most burned out profession there are out there. So something's wrong with the medical education that does this. And I don't want you making life or death decisions on me if you haven't got a good night's sleep in 72 hours. So, you know, it's just, it's- <laughs> I don't want you performing surgery on, you know, people coming into the ER. Yeah, and you're supposed to help me be healthier. What, what are you like, why are we, uh, again, uh, not to use the word lightly, but you know, People to get them to talk, a torture, deprive people of sleep. And when you see these things mirrored in professional training environments, you know, I, I just don't understand it. Like, uh, again, you, it's not like you're preparing to jump up and fight a battle at 3 a.m. You're, you're <laughs> training to work a shift. Like, this is a, not a scheduled shift. Yeah. And, and just because somebody might not perform well in a totally illogical, unhealthy environment doesn't mean they won't be a good family practitioner somewhere uh, along the line. Like this, this has no relevance to, to your performance long-term as a, as a medical professional. In fact, you may be burned out before you're, you know, uh, coming out of residency and not able to catch back up. And so Again, they're waking up to this, but there's a lot of ingrained thinking whenever you make a change. And, and hey, let's look at HRV. You know, we, we've talked about this kind of ethical dilemmas. Do you want your surgeon operate on you if their HRV is incredibly low? Do you want your pilot flying your plane? Do you want the police officer to go out on shift? Um, there's a lot of data saying, no, we don't. Now, I think there's a lot of you know, unanswered questions about how you, you do that and run a hospital, run a police force, et cetera. Right. But if you're, if you're crashing someone's wellness intentionally as part of their training and they're making life or death decisions, you know, what's risk management have to say about that? And again, folks are waking up to this, but we need to wake up now. Right. About we never that. should have gotten there. Yeah, uh, we, we know we have a shared, uh, she was actually on my uh, last podcast, so I'll call her Officer Riley. Uh, I've done some work on trauma-informed policing with her, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, an amazing social works police officer. We, we both uh, love Riley so much, and, uh, but she yep. works, I, I watch her, she does these, like, she'll do overnights for a couple weeks, then she'll go, this shift work where you're always, can you know, horrible for you. Now, working overnights, I've not really seen a healthy model to do that, unfortunately. Uh, but you know, you're you, designed just, for that. Yeah. And I did that a little bit in my career for about six months. And I was like, wow, you know, it just wasn't sustainable too. So, you know, HRV gives us a way to measure to say, hey, when we work these people 72 hour shifts, it's just not an effective way to do it. So hopefully yep. we can be a, a positive part to say, you know, this stupid thing you've been doing for a few decades, let's stop it because you're putting people's lives at risk. Uh, yeah, yep. that, that was my little soapbox. <laughs> no, I mean, we all agree. So I let's want talk about my sleep. to be healthy. Uh, well, that's I it. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's the whole okay. goal of this, right? Is, right. is you know, we're, we're trying to help people in that journey, be better regardless of where yeah. they're at, you know? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about sleep hygiene a little bit. Um, you know, you've talked about the amount of sleep, which is important. Yeah. Um, but what about the ritual? You know, I think that's a good transition from you, know, you talking about overnight shifts and things like that. Yeah. You may work overnight and still get a decent amount of sleep, yeah. but from a sleep hygiene standpoint, I guess one, one for what does that mean? Yeah. And two, you know, how, how do people practice it? 
Yeah. So, so great question. I love the concept of sleep hygiene. I, I think it gives it kind of a nice scientific twitch. Uh, it's not just all, hey, I want you to get a good night's sleep, right? It's, it's really yeah. about this hygiene. So, so let me just, let me give an analogy uh, that, that we see in our research to say why this is important as well is there's, there's a lot of comparison uh, to a lack of sleep and being drunk. So if you don't get a good night's sleep, it's kind of like drinking a six pack of beer or one Jeff margarita <laughs> and then going to work, which most of us would not do. And we don't encourage you to do it if you do. There's, so there's been a lot of like research about like drunk driving and tired driving and neither of those are good things. So please do not hear me be being a proponent for drunk driving. Absolutely not. Don't do it. But a lot of surveys, you know, of this is they'll sleep deprive somebody and they'll have somebody drink a Jeff Margarita or a six pack of beer, and then they'll put them through a driving test. And pretty much every result I've seen on this is the, the sleep deprived driver performs worse than the drunk driver. Again, neither is that of those right? things, That's crazy. Yes, neither of those things are good. You well, we've all go, done that, right? I mean, right. You've, you've gone on that road trip and you're like, oh, <clears throat> oh yeah. I'll just... I'll just do 14 hours straight. And we'll get there. It'll be Absolutely. fine. You know, until four in the morning. If you want a boring drive, Denver to Indianapolis is about the worst drive I think there is in our country <laughs> to do. So, you know, I, I would just stock up on the Red Bull and go, go right through. You know, granted, you don't have to make a turn the whole way. You could literally just lock your steering wheel in place and go. But, you know, I, I don't do that anymore because I know it's, it's, not, it's not a safe it's thing. That's right. You know, the, the other thing just to throw in here as well is we also see that lack of sleep is leading to early death, uh, partly because that uh, the uh, it's a higher occurrence of type 2 diabetes. Um, there's been some great research out there to show that when we don't get the amount of sleep we need, and for most of us, again, that's eight hours, we consume about 30 percent more calories uh, during our day. And boy, once you and, know and that those, fact, th those calories don't come from carrots and oh, uh, no. almonds, right? They come from chips. They come from ice cream. They, they come yes, from they all do. High sugar. We want, and what our brain's doing is, Hey, idiot, you didn't get a good night's sleep. So you, give me some need sugar energy. So I can be somewhat my normal. Right. Eventually leads to type two diabetes because as a society, we've been depriving ourselves of sleep for years and now we can measure early death. So one, you look better in your bathing suit. Two, you live longer. <laughs> like, get some freaking sleep. Netflix will be there in the morning. Um, exactly. So now let's talk about it. And I kind of, uh, I, I decided to like do Matt crazy stuff all throughout the next few episodes. I, I felt like <laughs> stuffing all of Matt's crazy stuff into one episode, just too much for one show. So I, I will admit, and I will out myself here, I am not a good sleeper. Now, I practice sleep hygiene probably more than 99% of people in the world do, and yet I've never been a, a great sleeper. Uh, and I married someone who's an amazing sleeper. Uh, my <laughs> wife, we, we talked about, went back, so, you know, extra stress. She's going to bed at 7 o'clock at night. You know, now she gets up at like 5.30 but the woman, still an amazing like, amount of sleep. That's... I know. and But that's what her body 
needs uh i actually found she fell asleep at a concert once we were at a telluride bluegrass festival great so we were doing all day and we went to the after party after party show because you know me jeff you know i'm not all about the party i'm about the after party um, <laughs> as long as it starts at like 6 35 in the evening because you know we go to sleep and we were dancing at the, we were at Avid brothers concert and we were dancing she like i had to catch her because she fell asleep on the dance floor uh like the that woman did like just and here I am, like the whole day rushes over me, and I'm you know, weird things pop into my head. It's just horrible. So, so when we there's a few things, let's let's talk about sleep hygiene. So, a couple of things to check off the list is uh, really a cool environment is good to promote sleep. If you're hot, it's one of the worst, it does horrible things to your sleep quality. So, you know, we're getting into the fall in most places, uh, maybe opening the window at night. Um, you know, you know, you know, when I go to a hotel room and they won't let you open the windows, I usually turn the air conditioner on um, to, to get that cool sleep. I'm also kind of a sensory guy. So I like being under a lot of covers as well. I actually uh, bought a weighted blanket, which I you know, when, when it's kind of warmer out and you can't throw on all the comforters, uh, I do like the weighted blanket. I think that's kind of a personality thing. Um, but I know a lot of people are, are in that boat and you can get, I don't know anybody that doesn't like to have all the covers on. I know, yeah. It just feels good to, to have all that. So, so weighted blankets for some folks, uh, with that also dark, um, and this yeah, in urban big, environments can thing. be a little difficult. So my first math thing is my, my eye mask here. So you sleep with that every day. Yes. <laughs> and if you're watching the video, I'm showing it totally blacks out. Um, so this is about my fifth one because one, when I travel, <laughs> I leave them across the country. This one that is nice and it's got little cutouts for your eyes. Um, so I, I've kind of, Found this one. I had one. Um, this is another kind of nerdy one, but an HRV one is that your inner ear helps you calm. It's actually connected to your ventral vagal nerve, which we've talked about, the calming part of your autonomic nervous system. So there's ear mask with speakers. I also have a pillow with a speaker in it. Uh, yep. And so it's got a low bass speaker. So it helps to activate the ventral vagal, which I find is really effective in helping uh, me sleep. Um, I usually put on an audiobook and I find going to sleep, I can maybe get to sleep 20 minutes earlier. Um, and I'm not really listening to it. It's just there in my ear. Wait, uh, so, so that helps as well. Yeah. So, so what about the folks that like to turn the TV on and fall asleep in front of the TV? Um, for the most part, bad idea. Now, here's here's my preference on all of this. If you can go to sleep and get a good eight hours and be refreshed, you, you might just want to hang around out of interest to help somebody else out. Keep doing what you're doing, right? <laughs> so my, my wife, I don't talk to her about sleep hygiene because she sleeps 10 hours a night, no problem. Um, one of the things we see with the TV, there, there's a few things with that. One is there's actually some research I've seen out there to show that that does decrease, um, actually can increase depression. Um, I, I saw an article, HRV decreases quality of sleep um, as well. A lot of people might fall asleep to the news. You never know what's going into your brain either. Uh, so, right. 
you you know um maybe if you need that make sure you set the sleep timer um so if you you set it for an hour and you're always asleep great i i mean i would say if it works for you change it but i wouldn't leave the tv on um all night now also let's talk about screens so this is my other uh, nerdy piece for those on the videos can see me my blue block light glasses um, <laughs> I think Jeff, why did this, why did this surprise me? I shouldn't be surprised by this. this I think I look great. like kind of a young Bono in these. You kind of do. Wife, my wife thinks I look absolutely ridiculous when I wear them. Um, She's also right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're if you're not watching this on video, basically, uh, and I, you know, they're in orange kind of glasses, and what these do. So screens, whether it's that television, really, what we got to pay attention to is cell phones, uh, Blue light. tablets laptops those are the big ones tvs uh computers we need to be careful of as well but what screens emit is a blue light now that blue light signals our brain that it's daytime and will offset our our circadian rhythms uh so melatonin will not be produced and you know we've seen if you spend some time on your phone takes about 45 minutes longer for you to fall asleep. That light uh, stays in your head. So these glasses, you can get them for fairly cheap. I think I upgraded because my first ones, I think I left somewhere in a hotel room. Uh, about 30 bucks. Uh, I think you can get them for cheaper now too. And what they do is they block the light, uh, the blue light coming out of the screen. I still, even with this, try to limit my phone, you know, anywhere where there's a screen within about three to four feet of me. Um, there's also blue light filters on certain phones and tablets. Yep. The, the, the research I've seen on those that they're not proven effective. Um, I usually, um, and I do usually read on like a Kindle, which I has a good blue. I mean, every just thing just turns orange. And then exactly. put these on, I don't find that it disrupts my sleep, but, uh, haven't seen a whole lot of that um, research come out to show that those are effective um, as well. And that's hard for people, you know, I mean, you, at the end of your day, you got a little time, you're in bed, no kids, no work, whatever. Yeah, play that game on your phone. Play a game, catch it, you know, for me, it's, 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 it's my time to catch up on news or, yeah. you know, just a little bit of you time to decide what you're going to do with it. And you don't that's realize cool. the impact that it has on your sleep and wellness. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, you, you talk about forty-five minutes to to get all that light out of yeah. out of your 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 biology, but then also just the fact that you get sucked in, and uh, so you're probably going to sleep thirty minutes or an hour later than you would had you not picked that phone up because yeah. you're not mentally activated and yeah um, or hypnotized. And then this is where, and I'm all about saving the forest, so take this with a grain of salt, but. This is where magazines can come in really handy. Like to me, and, and I apologize if I offend everybody, like Reader's Digest magazine that my parents <laughs> would always get. Kind of boring as all get out, uh, uh, you know, but magazines are really great for a couple of reasons. One, there's no screen. Your eyes are getting tired from reading on the page and you're not sucked into a, a great book where you want to like... Exactly. Want to read the next chapter. So yeah, got to see what's coming next. Yeah. A magazine article, you know, I find these in hotels. I usually have like a magazine of the area that, that I'm in, um, you know, just reading that before bed, great 
great thing. Uh, trying to, you know, it's uh, usually screens want to be off for an hour uh, before bed. Again, TV a little bit better because it's further away for most of us. Um, right. If you're going to do a screen, the blue blocking glasses, I, I would highly uh, recommend those. Um, so that's where the name blue blockers came from. Blue blockers, yeah. Blue light. All right. Now, yep. now I understand. There you go. So a few, a few more things, uh, best practices out there. One is go to sleep, wake up at the same time every day. If you're like me and have problems sleeping, um, I have a dog who, for some reason, understands exactly what time it is. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, I like I before clocks were invented. I kind of wonder if people just use their dogs to uh, set their the clocks. The sun but, and their dogs. Yes, exactly. exactly. So she's got to get her walk in before seven o'clock every day. So that kind of helps uh, for the most part. But you know what we find, and, and this is a pain in the butt on the weekends for those of us that have try to wake up a little early. But that constant bedtime, going to sleep, uh, that consistency for those of us that have trouble sleeping really good. For those that have trouble sleeping, try to avoid naps. For those of you that don't have trouble sleeping, a power nap can be great for your HRV. So um, naps are great unless you have trouble sleeping. Um, uh, they don't necessarily make up for lost sleep, uh, but I mean, I'm so jealous of these power nappers who can just like conk out for 15 minutes and wake up refreshed. There's this nerdy thing out there, and I haven't seen a whole lot of research with it, but if you're like a great sleeper, that you chug a cup of coffee, go for about 20-minute nap. It takes the caffeine about 20 minutes to kick in, and you wake up ready to, you know, take on the world. None of that works for me, but, you know, I, I know that that's a biohack some people are, are uh, uh, looking at as well. Yep. Melatonin seems to be something that's fairly consistent in the research you hear some things that it's like yeah you know not not the greatest i personally use it uh melatonin helps that circadian rhythm know that it's about time to go to bed if you're watching tv last you get some of that blue light so doesn't seem to have any side effects uh that i've seen in the research now there's always a chance 10 years from now we find something. So I'll throw that out there, but that's, that's humans, right? Yeah, exactly. But, but it seems like unlike Ambien and other things, which uh, there are some pretty negative uh, side effects to um, plus you might just wake up and sleep drive or do weird things in your sleep. If you, I took Ambien for a while as a poor sleeper on road trips and the dreams I had, uh, I really enjoyed them. <laughs> but kind of woke up and said, oh, who got into my brain uh, to right. insert this into it? So uh, try to avoid those when you can. Um, again, a lot of negative research coming out about those uh, with it as well. Um, oh, here's kind of my last hint. Um, and one, again, that I hate to give out there, the, the negative effects of alcohol. Um, <laughs> Alcohol can help you fall asleep, but destroys the quality of your sleep. Um, so used to be sort of you know, more than two drinks, stop two hours before bed. If you put the science together, it's kind of like one drink and give yourself four hours before bed. So, um, you know, a lot of people... 
I knew my grandpa would take like a shot of vodka before we went to bed. Uh, probably about the worst thing you could do for your sleep quality. So uh, now my That's grandpa- poor hygiene, poor hygiene. So, um, you know, take that for what it's worth. Uh, CBD, kind of some research out there, not enough for to say, hey, go find some CBDs. But I know a lot of people, it seems to be maybe a, a better drug than some of the ambience and other things, though the research is so early on in that, that, uh, you know, I think we'll know. So, you know, again, if you're having trouble sleeping, try to avoid the alcohol. Um, I, as I always like to say, if you're going to drink, drink early. Um, uh, that's it. Uh, day drink uh, and give yourself plenty of time to get the alcohol out of your system uh, before your head hits that pillow. So uh, hopefully that gives a, a few good uh, things of sleep hygiene um, and measure it. Like I said, that's where Pearson's Law, you know, comes in. Take, you know, if you're on our app, take a before you go to sleep and when you wake up. What sleep does for our system that's so important, it's like, when your cell phone's got all those apps open and you haven't turned it off for a few weeks, it starts to slow down. Uh, things don't open up, things don't operate as well, things have trouble connecting. You hit the reset and all of a sudden everything works like it should work. Uh, that's what sleep does for our autonomic nervous system, our brain, and really all the systems within our body. It gives us a chance to rest and recover and bring our best self to work. And your HRV should measure that. You should have more HRV in the evening than you do in the morning. If you don't, you had a really bad night of sleep. So, you know, <laughs> right. again- well, and, 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 and if you, you know, boiled down what, what is HRV, your ability to handle and recover yep. from stress. And so if you've not given yourself the ability you know the enough recovery time you're yep. not gonna be able to handle it right yep. and and it's pretty simple but it's hugely impactful right and, and again people ask me uh, like when i do my self-care trainings the the one thing you can do between today and to bring your best self to work tomorrow now i have a lot of suggestions if you want to listen to me and we'll cover a lot of them as we go forward in this this chapter um but the best thing you can do is get a good night's sleep i mean flat out I've read hundreds of books. Uh, you know, it's to get for most of us that eight hours of restorative good sleep is the best thing you can do. Now, next time we'll talk about movement, exercise. We'll talk about diet, mindfulness. We'll add some things to that list, but flat out, you know, exercise. If you're not doing anything, movement's going to help. But that eight hours of sleep is the most powerful thing you can do. So, um, like I said, I, I know there's a lot of great TV out there, Netflix, and you know the you know we got every all the sports out, all the, but that sleep, throw it on the DVR, watch it in the morning. Um, you know, try to avoid some of our news cycle. I find when I watch news before I go to bed, I, I especially it, these days it riles you up, man. Especially these days, and I I like I've got this favorite show I watch it that is on at nine, I've, I've stopped it. Now I have found if I do the daily show, so I like the 11th hour with Brian Williams. I don't think that'll piss anybody off. Um, you know, I, to, I think it's a good news show, but I've switched over to the daily show because I can laugh at least as I hear the craziness of the day. And mm -hmm. I find it really helps my, my sleep. So even little tweaks like that for some of us uh, can really help. It's great, great tips. Somebody tell my one-year-old, Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe that'll change things around our house. I think it's going to be time that changes things around our house. But um, 
Yeah. This is good. I mean, you know, this is a topic that we both uh, are pretty passionate about. Yes. Hopefully this uh, sheds some light on the importance and, and ways people can change their habits to really support their wellness. And, and that's going to be reflected in their, their HRV score. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Good, good okay. stuff. That, that, that's it. Well, thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. For those listening, if you're interested, optimalhrv.com. Um, we're getting more and more folks that we're partnering with, yep. um, which is, is really exciting, a ton of fun to, to help people support their, their mission and quantify the work that they're doing. So please and reach out. Gonna, if I can give a quick shout out to my friends at Ascending to Health, uh, Homeless Respite. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they uh, did training with them last week and uh, sat in a room as so that they, they work with folks that have of experienced homelessness and have also medical uh, issues going on, usually being discharged uh, from the hospital. And uh, to sit in a room as all their clients came through and uh, took HRV readings was uh, something really cool. So I just wanted to to give my friends at Ascending to Health Respite uh, a huge shout out uh, with that. So uh, we were supposed to launch with them in March and obviously uh, COVID hit. So uh, uh, really excited to get... uh, that that relaunch uh going with them so uh just a a huge uh shout out to all the amazing work they're doing and i know for both of us it's such an honor that uh our app is a part of that work so that's it yep awesome great stuff well it was a pleasure we'll see you next week matt take care everybody thank you for joining us for this episode if you're interested in more information about hrv please visit us at optimal hrv Also, if you visit OptimalHRV.com, you'll be able to sign up for our email list and download our free ebook, Healing with HRV. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next episode.